excited about our ministers today. Uh, evangelist, I can call you evangelist, I can call you reverend, I can call you uh, <clears throat> minister for the Lord. Uh, Miguel and Rosa, blessings. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is good, isn't he? We serve a good God. Mighty indeed. Well, good morning. It's good to see all of you and... Uh, uh, something good is going to happen today. <laughs> that I could tell you. I'm excited, and I'm excited to be able to help Pastor as he recuperates, and uh, and we just put in ourselves in God's hands. He will do mighty things. Uh, open your hearts to receive from the Lord. Amen. Uh, just keep your eyes on Jesus, not on me. Please, I do not heal anybody. I just share the word, and he does the healing. He does the salvation. He does the deliverances and uh, all the things. He's the one who does it, okay? Another thing that I, uh, uh, I mentioned last night to the church next time, and I told them uh, next time that you know that I'm coming to share the word, please bring your Bibles, Hallelujah. Glory, ways, electronics, or I like the one that you could flip the pages and. Hallelujah. Why the Bible? Because your faith must be on the Word of God. We need to know the Word of God. I'm not going to give you a story, I'm just going to give you the Word because the Word is crucial for us, every one of us. And uh, the last time that I spoke to you, uh, let me just pray before I feel something different. Jesus, thank you for your presence. Thank you. Holy Spirit, have your way in our midst today. Do what you like to do best. And it's for Jesus' glory. Amen. Amen. The last time that I ministered, I ministered on the second Timothy chapter 3. And the title of that time, I call it uh, the What Time Is It? with regarding to perilous times that we live in. Things have not changed. Amen. Uh, don't be too quiet on me. You could say amen, oh my, or have mercy, Lord. Hallelujah. If you get quiet, uh, I don't have any strength holding me over here. I could go over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, see, it is very important. Nowadays, as you see the world is going... It's chaotic. Our nation is going the wrong direction. And we have to wake up, church. We need to wake up. Because God is about to move by His Spirit. 
And God is going to do things that you have never seen before, that you read about it, that you see things what you have not experienced. And God is going to use you to do it. God is going to use his church, his body. And we need to be prepared for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now it sounds better. Now we're going somewhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last, last year we used, the church had a, a series on the book of Ephesians. Wonderful. We're going to that book. So if you have your Bible, look to the book of Ephesians. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I have, they asked me how many scriptures you want to write it down. I said, I got too many. I can. I can't give you no scriptures because I flow with the Holy Ghost. And I got too many things to say. And my time is short, so I cannot, I have to take advantage of every second. But in the chapter uh, 5 of Ephesians, of chapter 4, I'm sorry. God gave instructions for the church. And in the church, he established, and by the way, I will encourage you to read this book of Ephesians over and over and over. This book is so precious. It's got so much in there that you will never get tired of reading it. It's got everything in there. So precious book. I'm in love with this book, as you could say, as you could see it. There God established five offices in this book in chapter 4. These are offices. Okay, it's the office of an apostle, the office of a prophet, the office of an evangelist, the office of a pastor, the office of a teacher. Now, you and I need to be aware they have a purpose for them to be there. God puts them there. He anoints them differently so every one of them has to do their part so that the body of Christ will be raised strong and healthy. Now, you need to be aware of these things because these offices, the scripture speaks, and it says for the, in verse 12, chapter 4, it says, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So it is for every one of us to grow up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to grow up in order for you to be able to do what God has for you. I'm part of the fivefold ministry. So my function is to equip you. So that you could do the work. I do my part. You do your part. You have no idea, but you are calling to ministry. 
and you didn't know. <laughs> Hello, you might not have the title, but you're in ministry. So you come in here to be equipped so you could go out there out of the four walls and minister to people. Glory. Hallelujah. So we have, after with these things, we equip the saints so they could do the work of the ministry. But let's go back to chapter 1. Because we as Christians forget many things that God has done for us. Sometimes we are up on a high. And the next day we are like crying for help. Why? If we understand what God did for you, if you could understand what God did for you, you will be able to be steady. Hallelujah. And you're still with me. Chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every, 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 every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Every blessing, it's already inside of you. Hallelujah. There are doctrines in the church. And part of the doctrines of the church of the Christian walk, we're going to go through this over here. Ten things, okay? Very important for you to know. And in verse 5, it says, having predestined us to adoptions. So you have been adopted. Hallelujah. A person who has been adopted the one who does the adoption puts their name on that child. Once you have been adopted by God, he puts his name on you. Why do you think we call ourselves Christians? Christian comes from Christ. Christ was not the last name of Jesus. Christ was the anointed of God. So we have been adopted. We call ourselves Christians because there is an anointing in our lives. That's why we are Christians. We have been anointed by God to do the work. Hallelujah. Stay with me. Those of you at home, you're going for the ride too. Not only that, but also we, he has given us grace. In chapter 2, verse 8, it says, For by grace you have been saved. By grace, not by faith. Because people in the occult, they have faith in the false gods. We are saved by grace, something that you and I did not deserve, but God extended his grace to us through faith. We believe. We receive that grace through faith, and we are saved. That's why adoption comes. 
Now it's getting quiet. <laughs> Not only that, in verse 6, it says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. You have been accepted. You are not an orphan. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. You are not an orphan. You have been accepted into the family of God. Amen. Jesus, the Father sees you through the eyes of Jesus being accepted. You are his son, his daughter. You are someone important. So no matter who says that you are not, you are. Because you are what the Bible says that you are. Hallelujah. Woo. Also, in there, the scriptures speaks in verse 7, in him we have redemption. Oh, you know what redemption means? Oh, so redemption, you have been redeemed. You were bought. You don't belong to yourself. You belong to him. You don't tell God what to do. He tells you what to do because he owns you. He is the one who went to the cross for you. Hallelujah. He went to the cross. He paid the price, full price. He said it's finished on the cross. So that means you and I have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, not by works, nothing that you could do. You were redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, and there is no power in hell. There is no demon in this earth that could come against the blood of Jesus Christ. There is power in the blood. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm getting excited now. I'm going someplace. Not only that, but also we have forgiveness. Hallelujah. You don't have to live in the past. You don't have to live. Look, whatever you did in the past, if you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, you have been washed. In the blood. There is no sin in you. Hallelujah. Why? Because of the blood. That's what I tell people. I don't have a past. I don't. It was washed in the blood. So if he washed me in the blood, what am I doing looking at what I used to do? Fifty years ago, Jesus Christ came into my heart. Fifty years ago, I started to preach the gospel before I even went to Bible school. I knew what he had done for me. He washed me in the blood, and I had something to tell people, and I've been telling people for 50 years. Hallelujah. And I'm excited about it. I am, whew, I am, I don't get tired of this. How could I get tired? Not only that, but in verse 8, he says in there that he, which he made to abound to us in all wisdom and prudence. 
We have wisdom. It's inside of you. Have you ever found yourself in a place that you don't know what to do? And you're trying to figure it out yourself? Have you? What do I do now? And you, you go through your mind. You exercise your mind. You start figuring out, uh, if I do this, if I do this, if I do this, works. If I do this, and you know, you're, all the pros and cons, and you have many plans. But it's already inside of you because the Holy Spirit is inside of you, and He is the Spirit of wisdom. So it's inside of you. It's a matter of you. Go on your knees and pray, God, I don't know what to do, but you know what I should do. Guide me, lead me, and watch what God will speak to you. Hallelujah. You could do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In verse 9... I'm just skipping through that. I cannot read all the scripture verses. Trust me, I can't. It's too much. Where am I? Hallelujah. We have an inheritance. No, it's not in verse 9. Verse 11. In him also we have obtained an inheritance. Okay. A person that is not born again believer, you have no inheritance in God. None. Only is for the children of God. Because if you have anything... You don't give it to strangers. You give it to your family. You have an inheritance that is for you in Christ Jesus. You have an inheritance. Hallelujah. And you didn't know. So I have good news for you. Now you know it. Are you still with me? Then, also, in verse 13, it says, toward the end, it says, In whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Once you got saved, the Holy Spirit came inside of you. Put the stamp in there. Your mind now, says God. Hallelujah. Whether you, whether you speak with other tongues or you don't, but the Holy Spirit is inside of you. It's the spirit of wisdom. It's the spirit of might. The spirit of power. He is inside of you. So you and I, as believers, we need to be aware every single day that we walk in the presence of God. So that way you don't have to be in a high mountain one day and in the lowest valley the next day. No, you could stay steady there. Why? Practice the presence of God every single moment in your life. He is, in, no matter where you go, He is with you. That's why you have to watch what, what, the places that you go and what your eyes see. And when your ears hear and what this mouth talks or speaks. Hallelujah. I might step on some toes, but I have to do it. 
Somebody's got to do it. And he fell on my lap. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I'll say, get over it. In chapter 2, verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and done out of yourself is the gift of God. So that means that you have life and life eternal. Hallelujah. I heard of uh, Billy Graham, mighty man of God, 99 years old, few months short of 100 years. And uh, he said, you will hear that Billy Graham died. And he said, don't believe it. Because at that moment, I'll be with my Jesus alive. Those who are in Christ do not die. We live forever. Hallelujah. It might not have been this planet Earth. But we'll live forever. And one day we'll come back to planet earth to be, for, hallelujah, for a long time. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Not only that, but in chapter 2, also verse 19, it says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens. You might be on planet earth, but your citizenship is in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We are citizens of the heavenlies. You are citizenship. You're not from here. You belong there with him. Hallelujah. That's why over there nobody dies. There is no more sicknesses, no more diseases, no more crying, no more of that stuff. Why? Because our citizenship is in Jesus Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you excited yet? Hallelujah. You want some more? Oh, hallelujah. Let's go for it. Very important. But I got to tell you some things. In chapter 4, verse, let me start with verse 21 through 24. But you have not so learned Christ. In verse 21, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Christ, that you, 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 you at home, you're here, you're there, and over here, put off concerning the former conduct, the old man that which grows corrupt according to the deceitful laws and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. 
very important. Whenever a person, a person receives Jesus Christ, there is a change that takes place. Something different. That's what we need to renew our mind. Why do you renew your mind? And you renew your mind not by reading books or stories. It is by reading the Word of God. That's why it's very important for every believer to read the Word of God. Not what you like only. You read from Genesis in the beginning God to Amen in the book of Revelation. Everything. Everything was inspired by God. The Holy Spirit told the prophets in the Old Testament. He told the apostles in the New Testament what to write. It, he wrote, they wrote what God said for them to write. Because this does not contain the Word of God. This is the Word of God. That's why it's important for us. And there must be a change in our conduct, in our way of doing things in life. So that you and I could be able to say, I am a Christian. Because you represent the anointed one, Jesus Christ. Now got really quiet. Now let's go to the next chapter, verse, chapter 6. Hallelujah. Still have a little time. Verse 11. I'm going to read this quickly. Put on. Verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Power of his might. Not your power, his might. Okay? Put on the whole armor of God. Many Christians put some of the armor of God. You put the whole thing, by the way. See, the presence of God, if you could understand this, the moment you receive Jesus Christ, when you start the beginning, the armor of God is there for you. You don't have to get up in the morning and put things. No. It's in there. You need to be aware of his presence. But you put on the whole armor, the whole armor of God. Why? Remember the beginning I said things are going very strong, very wickedly in this world. This turmoil around the world, not only in America but around the world. And you need to be strong in God. You need to put the full armor of God. Be aware of it. Why? What is the full armor of God? It says in there, yet you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Against everything that the devil will throw at you. Not some things. Everything. If you have the full armor of God. That's why it's so important, my brothers and sisters. 
For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. What's going on in America is not Republicans and Democrats or independents of this. It is a spiritual battle that is going on for the soul of this nation. And as the church goes, so goes the nation. That's why the church must be waking up. Hallelujah. If we awaken and we walk in the power of the Holy Ghost, there is no devil in hell could stand against us. They'll be shaking their boots. The moment you walk in a place, they want to. Where is the exit? They want to go. Hallelujah. Therefore, verse 13, take up the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded yourself with the, your waist with truth. Okay, I'm going to explain this. I wish I had a, but I don't. You put the waist of truth. Right? Now, when you put that you walk in truth. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. Hallelujah. Remember when he was in front of Pilate and he spoke about truth? He said, what is truth? If it was me at that time, I would say, you're looking at it. <laughs> Hallelujah. He is truth. You put it there. When you put that truth, then it has hooks. Because after that, you put the breastplate of righteousness. Hallelujah. They hook up together. Righteousness protects your heart, protects your torso. All this thing protects you. You are right in right standards with God. Hallelujah. That's why it's so important for you to put the whole armor of God. Righteousness connected to truth. Hallelujah. Then, after that, you put your shoes with the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. Remember, the gospel of peace. What is the gospel? Romans 1.16. The gospel. Paul wrote, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe, to the Jew first, then to the Greeks or to the Gentiles. The gospel of truth is the power of God. How do you get saved? Because you heard the gospel. And when you heard the gospel, the gospel went into your soul and it said, you need to repent. And you repented. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? We haven't finished yet. I still have some more minutes. The gospel of truth. Then you put the helmet. By the way, when they put those shoes, they had spikes. Because you step on the devil. Where are you going? What do you think? You belong under my feet. This is where you belong. 
And if you get to, I'll just squish you with the spikes and that's it for you, pal. Hallelujah. But then it goes on to say you put the helmet of salvation. Listen, if you're saved, you're saved. I ask people like, you know, sometimes I'm going to pray. Are you saved? And they, uh, you're not saved. If you have doubt, you're not saved. I'm sorry. If you don't know that you're saved, you're not saved. Listen, I was brought up in the church. My father was an elder of the church. And I was not saved until Jesus came into my life. Now nobody has to tell me that I'm saved. Sorry, I'm saved. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Speak with other tongues. Kick some devils out. And heal the sick. Hallelujah. That's who I am. And I'm not going to change. Been doing this for 50 years. You think I'm going to change? No. It's part of my DNA. <laughs> Once you have that helmet, you take the shield of faith. How does faith come? See, if somebody tells you, let me pray for you so you can get faith. You can get faith? No. It doesn't work that way. Faith comes by hearing, hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and keep hearing, hearing the word of God. That's how faith comes. I could lay hands on you to get faith. Eh, it won't work. Neither to you. It is by reading the word of God. That's why it's so important for you and I to read the word constantly. Faith develops. And your faith might not. See, God gave every one of us a measure of faith. But that faith that is inside of you, you have to put it to practice. Exercise it. So when you exercise it, it develops more and more, gets stronger and stronger. I have seen the blind to see. I have seen the lame to walk. I have seen race the, the dead. I have seen all kind of miracles, tumors disappear. I've seen all kind of creative miracles, all kinds of things I've seen it. But why? Because I started as a young man, still young, but as a younger man, I started to exercise what God told me to do, and it developed and it developed and it developed. Now I am ready for the next step with God. Hallelujah. To see the mighty things of God. And I tell you one thing, I was... Spent many years on the East Coast. God brought me over here to the Northwest. It is not just to have a good time. Mm -hmm, no. Either, hallelujah. Somebody asked me, are you going to different countries? And I did go to countries. But now I don't want to go to any country. Hallelujah. Why? They have been inviting me to different countries. But I said, no. No. I was sent by God to the Northwest. Hallelujah. So my goal is in here to see the Northwest. To see Idaho. To see Washington, to see Oregon, northern part of California change. Not by good things, good preaching, but by the power of the living God. Some miracles and signs will, and wonders will happen. God is going to do this in this location. Hallelujah. I'm excited and I'm looking forward to it. you know why? Because God gave me a vision. I already saw it, what he's going to do. And I'm just looking hallelujah i'm looking god is it today before i came over here i said today it's going to start today hallelujah you never know 
So you had the seal of faith. Hallelujah. So when the devil throws a dart, and nowadays he's not throwing the darts. He's throwing missiles. Man, those things, whoa, man. I need a good faith. Put both. Hallelujah. Because it's missiles that are coming toward you. But then after that, he said, it's very, oh, my gosh. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Shoo, okay, the helmet of salvation. Hallelujah. The sword, of, the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. That's why the, God is, the, the Word is so important. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. What in the world does that mean? Would you like to know? You sure? If you look at a Roman soldier at that time, they had all this, but they had a lance also. That lance is that, praying in the Holy Ghost. I know I'm from the old school that we say Holy Ghost. Nowadays, I say Holy Spirit. It's the same thing. Just, I'm from the old school. Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. You pray in the Spirit. Remember what I said, you have wisdom. When you don't know what to do, you pray in the Spirit. And once you pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to do. That's why you and I need to practice that every day. It's not just once. Oh, I pray in the, I was baptized praying the Holy Ghost. Wonderful. Do it every day. Every time you got a chance, pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He is, see, the spirit of wisdom inside of you, and sometimes you don't know what to do, but God knows what you need to do. At certain times in the moment, you pray in the Holy Ghost, and at the beginning, it might be difficult for you to hear the voice of God, but the more you practice the, His presence and pray in the Holy Ghost, it'll be, you will be good at the Word of God, and God will speak to you and will show you things. That you don't have any idea. Because it's the Spirit of God. When God the Father said, let there be light, who do you think was the one who did the light? It was the Holy Ghost waiting for the voice of the Father. And the moment he spoke the word, the Holy Spirit moved. Nowadays, we have a, the James Webb Telescope. Hallelujah. Heard of that? They're looking at things, billions of galaxies, not hundreds, billions with a B, galaxies out there. At the beginning, God said, let there be light. Who created those galaxies? We are discovering them. And every galaxy has millions and millions of stars. And God knows every one of those stars by name. That is the God that we serve. He knows everything. Man, what time is it? Time is flying. That's why you and I need to have the full armor of God every moment of our lives. 
every moment. I will suggest to you, if you have not read the word, start. Today is a good day to begin. And if you don't know where to read, at least read the book of Ephesians. How many times uh, uh, do you have several hours to tell you how many times you should read it? As long as you're alive. Hallelujah. We need to read it all the time. We need to read the word. Faith will develop inside of you. God called you. He has a ministry for every one of us. But if you're in the word of God, you will discover your calling and your ministry. And once you discover your ministry, go for it. See, when God called me into ministry, I was very young. And I didn't want to. Really, I didn't want to. I want to have a quote-unquote career. Hallelujah. I was in New York. Wanted to have a career, right? Make so what they call money. God called me in the ministry. Spoke to me audible. I heard the voice of God. And I was looking for every excuse that you could imagine not to do it. I said, God, I have an accent. You know the answer? So what? (laughs) Then I said, God, but I don't know the Bible. I'll teach you. See, he has an answer for everything. He's smart. And uh, but then I said, oh, I read of these signs and wonders and all these things happen. Because I said, there's a church in every corner here. If it is another church, I don't want it. Eh, what for? Another one? Don't need it. No, thank you. But I read. All these things, what you did. Uh, he interrupted me and he said, Well, you preach the word, you lift me up, I'll back up my word. Amen. And I said, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. For 50 years, God has been doing it. I'm in. You think I'm going to change? Nope. No, thank you. Don't want that. I don't know what to do in the world. I don't belong there. <clears throat> My citizenship is in heaven. That's who I am. I'm kind of very quiet until I get a mic. You see me? Until I get behind the pulpit and get a mic. Then things do happen. Hallelujah. And things will happen over here today. Hallelujah. I'm about to wrap it up in here. So, we have Sunday school teachers. And if you have children, I'm going to be praying for people. God is going to move. And... 
The sick will be healed. No matter what sickness you might have, you don't have to go home with that sickness. You don't have to. It's up to you. I will suggest you don't. Uh, now, it's very important. If you have children, I'm going to dismiss you. You could either bring your kids, bring, pick them up and bring them here. If not, you're free to go home, okay? Because now I'm going to minister the power of God. Okay? So those of you at home, also I will tell you that God is there and God will heal you. And God, you could extend your hand toward the camera that you have there, either television or your laptop or computer, whatever you have. And God will touch you right home. You don't have to be present. As a matter of fact, I don't have to lay hands on you because my hands are too short and too small. But the hand of the Holy Ghost is much bigger. He will do it. If you believe, God will move in your living room, in your house, whatever you might be, God will touch you. Next time, they're going to next week, this video will be put on local television. The same thing goes for you. The power of God will move in your life to touch you. You could be saved just a matter of receiving Jesus Christ into your heart. He'll forgive you. He will set you free of every sickness and disease. He will cleanse you from all your righteousness. He will heal you. That's the God that we serve. want to let you know he loves you. Jesus loves you. He went to the cross just for you. Hallelujah.